You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. A very merry draft miss to you. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the AP Draft Show. We're in New Orleans. We've just completed our Senior Bowl trip. We're heading out home tomorrow. We're all hanging out together one last night, uh, except for Jake, who had to had to go home uh, a little bit early. So, uh, really excited to do one final kind of show before everything is just turning gears straight to you know, getting ready for another Super Bowl, which we're all <laughs> very excited about. But uh, closing out this Senior Bowl trip, we're going to do a, a mock draft with every player being someone that actually played in the Senior Bowl. We don't get to pick Landon Dickerson because he technically didn't play. Uh, and then we're going to, I think we're going to talk about some other players as well. And here to help me do that are my dear pals. First, find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane been a long week my friend it's been a fantastic week i don't know what you guys are talking about i am young and youthful i am spry and quick i am having a grand time i am not <laughs> tired it's fun for me because the chiefs have the super bowl not this upcoming weekend but the weekend after and i just spent this whole entire week essentially doing my own personal super bowl so it's just back-to-back super bowls <laughs> for you know multiple years going now so this is a great time for me I think Craig had a good time, although he's currently wearing a chief shirt, so his head and his shirt match. They do match. <laughs> um, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I I am not youthful or pliable like youthful Regis is over here, so I am ready to go home and sleep in my own bed, but it's been a really fun week. We've gotten to see some really good football players and some not-so-good football players, but and I got to watch football with my friends, so it's not so bad. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. Uh, it's been a busy, busy week, though, for sure. Look, got a lot of work done. The KC Draft Guide is making a lot of progress, and this is this is really our only evaluation tool this entire process. We're not going to get a combine, so I'm not going to get to go down there and, and get a bunch of quotes from prospects. Unfortunately, this year, we weren't able to get quotes from prospects either. Yeah. That's one of the downsides of this. Uh, with the whole COVID thing uh, and a very minor, obviously, downfall of the COVID thing. There's so many other things that are so much more big than that, obviously. <laughs> right, right. But we're not probably going to have quotes from prospects in the guide this year is my guess. Um, we have a couple ideas on some things we might be able to do leading up to the draft, though. Uh, maybe that involves some prospects, and we'll get to that eventually. But we're going to talk a little bit here about some Senior Bowl guys, and we want to go with players that help themselves, players that hurt themselves, and then we'll jump into a mock draft. So, Maddie, we'll let you start. Give me a player, one, you get one. Again, emphasis on the one player that helped themselves. Go. Well, I don't know if this player helped himself a ton, but I did want to say that Cade Johnson, the receiver out of South Dakota State, reminds me a lot of Deontay Johnson 
coming out of, for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now when he was coming out of, I believe it was Toledo. He was like their third or fourth receiver there. He was good. They moved the same to me. They just moved the same. But that's not the guy I'm going with, Kent. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Wow. The guy I am Look going with loophole. Is, I know. is Jordan Smith, the defensive end out of UAB. He was originally a Florida recruit, had to transfer out after a year or two to UAB. We've talked about him a little bit, but... I think coming out of this, I mean, he looked like the one of the top two most explosive edge rushers that's there, the most complete, the guy that is going to be the most dangerous at the next level. There's one other guy, we may or may not talk about him here in a little bit, that is right up there with him. But those two guys really stood out with their ability to get up the arc, to really bend the edge. They can transition from speed to power. Like He showed the whole package, and he might be, he's listed at over six foot five. He was only about 255 pounds, which is a little light for Steve Spagnuolo, but you wouldn't guess that in the run game. He has power in his hands, and he is not afraid to scrap in the run game a little bit. I do think he's a guy that's going to be rising up draft boards from kind of this mid-day two, maybe even early day two guy that I wouldn't be surprised if you see him creep into the back end of some round one mocks, especially without knowing what the athletic testing will be. My guy that I think made a lot of money actually was kind of a darling in today's practice. Richie Grant, a safety out of UCF. He's six foot 194, and they played this man everywhere. They played him in the slot. They played him deep. They had him matched up against tight ends, running backs. They kicked him over and matched up against wide receivers, and he held his own all three days. Uh, it was flawless. He was one of the best DBs that were here, which – is in a high bar to clear, I realize, but he really showed out against this good group of wide receivers. He came up with two picks in practice today, multiple PBUs throughout the week. I, I think he fits the Spagnuolo mold of being able to do a little bit of everything, being able to play deep, being able to play in the slot, being able to be trusted in man coverage. If you want to move Legereus Need outside, he makes a ton of sense for the Chiefs, and he had an awesome week he's definitely day two material a guy that uh, frankly might not be there you know when the Chiefs come around to pick their second round pick but we'll see he he had a terrific week this week yeah no he definitely didn't I think the good thing for him is you saw the trajectory of him get better and better and that's obviously a sign that you really like when you're looking at these guys and he does he is a versatile piece too like you saw and I, I think the the coaching staff realized that because they moved him a lot and they gave him a lot of opportunities against a lot of different players they were not take, making it easy on him at all with some of the receivers that they were lining him up against. My guy is Notre Dame's uh, interior offensive lineman, Aaron Banks. And uh, I hadn't really done, done a ton of work on him before we got here. And I came away extremely impressed for him. 6'5", 3 eighths inches, 338 pounds, 33-inch arms, 82-inch wingspan. He, um, he moves extremely well for a guy with those kind of measurables. I was really impressed by his ability to get up to the second level. I thought he actually did a really good job in space, good control, uh, really powerful hands too. I thought, you know, I think he showed some, you know, some quality inside hands, uh, really stunning some guys at the point of contact and uh, did, a, did a really good job absorbing contact as well. So you saw a lot of things that you like, movement skills um, for a guy that big, you know, ability to anchor, powerful hands. I think he really helped himself a lot. Did get out of his skis a little bit. There was some balance issues there, but I think that is something that can ultimately be fixed. Uh, Maddie, let's talk about some players that might have lost themselves some money. So one guy, I mean, I think this is a pretty common one for you to see a lot of people, whether it's from the Senior Bowl or from the last couple regular seasons. 
Tennessee's interior offensive lineman Trey Smith, I think a couple years ago, was seen as this guy that might be a top 20 draft pick. And maybe he could play tackle. Maybe he could play guard. People really enjoyed him. I don't think he's played up to that standard on the actual football field. And then down, he came down here to Mobile. He's looked good. He's had good reps. And that's going to happen when you are a massive human being that's very strong, that does showcase some good explosion. The problem is the amount of inconsistencies that he have are it has is through the roof. He's very stiff through his hips. He has a really hard time changing directions once he's moving. He can't bend and block guys outside of his frame. It's He's had a lot of losses that have looked really bad in the one-on-one drills, even some in the team drills. I just He didn't come down here and do what a guy that has had you know top 20 round one kind of draft stock hype in the past should be doing. He definitely looked like just one of the normal interior offensive line down here, and that's not what you want if you were receiving first-round hype in the past. Yeah, and my guy, as much as I want to pick Hamsa Nasraldeen, who might be the stiffest person that's here, <laughs> my goodness, he had the worst week. Uh, Racy McBath says oh, hello. Oh, my goodness. I, did we get – I don't even know if they were in the same – uh, team on the same team, but no, a weren't. McMath versus Hamsa. Oh. We got to see if we can get that on Senior Bowl game. Yikes! Yikes oh man, <laughs> that would be so good. Anyway, uh, the guy that I'm going with is a guy that I love. I love his tape. I love what he brings. He's he's probably still going to get a my guy stamp. But LSU's Jacoby Stevens had an awful week. It frankly, he looked disinterested the entire time. He didn't really fill well in the run game. He worked with the linebackers all week long and he played safety linebacker slot at LSU. He played all over the place and wore that number seven, that important defensive leader number. And he came to the senior bowl. He weighed in the two teens And then he was a linebacker that couldn't cover. He really struggled to cover all of these running backs and tight ends that shouldn't be able to run away from him, that shouldn't be able to step up and kind of body him at the catch point. They were, and that's not a good thing. Jacoby Stevens had a chance to come here, play linebacker, show that that's the position that he needs to play, or play safety and show that that's the position that he needs to play, come out and show he's a coverage guy. He did none of those things. And I I just don't know if people in the NFL are just going to be a little bit off on him because of this performance. I'm going to Maddie answer this one here a little bit, even though I was giving Maddie a hard time earlier. I'm going to go with every quarterback at the Senior Bowl this week. It was awful. Uh, None of the quarterbacks did anything to really not only help themselves, but help anybody in the secondary, anybody at the receiver core, they were checking the ball down to great lengths this week. And it was just, it was just, it was not a fun brand of football. And there was guys open, but also just wasting a lot of people's time, even in one-on-one drills. We saw guys tucking the ball and running in one-on-one pass drills. With no pass rush. With no pass rush. It was just like, oh, he's not quite open. I guess I'm going to tuck and run. Just throw the ball, Ian Book. Even in warm-ups, like even in warm-ups, these guys were struggling to make these simple routine passes, these simple out routes, throwing the ball into the dirt. Jamie Newman was holding on to the football the entire I'm still not sure he's released his first drop back because he was just holding on to the football all day. He was late to absolutely everything. He had to see everything come clean to make a throw. Zero anticipation in his game. And I understand he hasn't played in over a year, but that was just that was just 
it was just awful. I, I'm sorry. There's no other way to describe it. Mac Jones did some good things at, at points this week, but even him, I don't think he did anything to help him. I know I saw a few tweets out there saying Mac Jones really helped his case. I think this is just the media trying to draw up some interest leading up to the draft for the next his few months. His lack of physical traits is outstanding. Un- unbelievable. It's unbelievable the amount of effort he has to put to step up into the pocket, trying to throw any level of athleticism, throwing with the ball on the run. Um, everything, just there's just, just no natural ability to him. He's really played above his ability for a long time, and I don't see a guy that I don't think I, he didn't do anything to help me or for, for me personally to help their grades. I just There's just not a lot there to them. All right, we're going to take a break, and we are going to do a full Chiefs mock draft with only guys we saw this week right after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, we have really restricted the pool here of players, <laughs> but we are going to try to do an entire mock draft with players from the Senior Bowl. Now, disclaimer off the top. There are some guys, there's not there's not a clear-cut first-round pick for the Chiefs. So we're going to go with a guy, and I'll, we'll go with him in a second. I don't know if he's the 32nd best overall prospect in this draft. He's probably closer to 50-ish. I'd say around that range, maybe even a little bit later. But this, you've just got to go with the logic on this. Just just know for, we're not, this isn't us with a full pool of players. Don't, don't bury us because we, we limited the player pool. We're, yeah, if I see that, I'm just, we're just not going to do mocks anymore, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but here we go. I think off the top, round one, Chiefs are picking 32, obviously, because they just won the Super Bowl. We are going with Edge prospect Dalen Hayes out of Notre Dame who's had an outstanding week and that certainly has helped himself he's definitely in the early day two conversation I think Maddie he's probably been the best overall player here I mean just from start to finish getting better changing what he's doing every single day he is taking to the coaching the third day of practice here he worked entirely with the off-ball linebackers I don't think the NFL has any concept or idea to actually put a 269 pound guy to run around and chase tight ends. But he came out here after showing what he can do as a pass rusher the first two days and saying like, Hey, I can play out here in space too. Cause I want to help my draft stock. And I, I do think he did. Cause he didn't look terribly out of place. He's a guy, he can play the run. He's a power first player. 
He's a power first defensive end that happens to have a pretty good first step. And when he can soften the corner with the cross chop with a nice little long arm, he can turn the corner, make it nice and tight. He has been the best pass rusher or the best player here altogether. And I think getting him at 32, maybe like we said off the top with a limited pool, it's fine. Even in the real draft though, I don't think you're looking at too much of a reach. I don't think you're going to see him there sitting there at 64. If you tried to wait, you won't. So he's probably, I think he's more like a mid second guy, right? Yeah. Now. I think he's looking at top 50 right now. I really do. And I think when you get a guy of that size that can rush the passer, that is an athlete, you can't wait to take him. Those guys are rare. He's one of the two guys down there that I think had double digit sack potential at the next level. Just take them when they're there. And the other one was the guy we talked about earlier, Jordan, Jordan Smith. Smith. If you have anything on Dylan Hayes, by all means. If not, I'm going to let you talk about the second-round pick, Richie Grant, out of UCF, a guy we just talked about a little bit. Yeah, I, I think he makes a ton of sense. I know that people are going to scream and yell about the fact that the Chiefs just went defense-defense to start this draft. Don't but, worry. There's but, an explanation coming. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Richie Grant would fit perfectly. In this defense, I think you make that a strength. All of a sudden, your pass rush is good. Your safety play is good. And I won't belabor the point on Richie Grant anymore. Let's get to the offense, Ken. You've got everything you need about Richie Grant. Hold up one second. I'm going to just say I like the idea of adding him. Because one, you don't know if Daniel Sorensen's coming back True. at this point in time. But two, bringing in Richie Grant gives you the flexibility to let Legereus need play outside if you need to next Ooh. year. At this point in time, Snead's been great as a slot corner. That's what's allowed Tyron Matthew to move around, which you want to keep. But if you need Snead to play outside, you don't want to pigeonhole him into one position. You bring in Richie Grant, you get a safety, you get a slot corner, you get a guy that can also move around. So just keep adding versatile pieces, letting those guys work. I said yesterday that this is a very deep offensive line class. This is a ton of value in this class and so what happens you've got to look at it from a strategic standpoint you you may be and, and honestly in a situation like this where the chiefs go dalen hayes at edge in the first round you go and take the best player at a position of need that may not necessarily be the offensive line the tiebreaker is the pool of players that you have after them right so you're looking at offensive linemen and we're looking at the board and we're saying we think we can get value down the road and we did find value down the road here. In round three, interior offensive lineman David Moore out of Grambling, a guy we talked about a little bit earlier yesterday. He is one of the biggest players from a weight perspective in this entire class, uh, or at least on this senior bowl roster. I apologize. He's a little bit short. He's under six foot two, but he's 350 pounds. And what we've, we, I think we talked a little bit about him yesterday. We've been extremely impressed seeing him. Um, the last you know three days, getting better every single day and getting an opportunity to play at center. They put the ball in his hands, and he was exceptional. And me and Maddie, we're, and we're all talking, we're watching. He looked better at center than he did at guard. But you put the ball in his hands, and it's surprising how well he played there. Um, his feet are always moving. Actually, he has really, really good feet for a man his size. Um, extremely, if you're going to be that short and play with that kind of leverage and that kind of size and power, you're, you know, you're, you're going to be stout at the point of attack, and he definitely is. He's a people mover. He's comfortable at the second level. He did a great job helping, and I think he really made himself a lot of money. Uh, and at 96, I think this is exceptional value, and then somebody I'm really excited about. I'm as excited about, Maddie our round four pick. Jalen Moore out of Western Michigan, an offensive lineman, has that tackle guard versatility. I think you getting both of these Moores 
gives you more on the offensive line to be excited about. Oh, man. I don't know if we should go all that far. But, no, Jalen Moore out of Western Michigan. He's a guy that I don't think very many people were kind of talking about after the first couple days. But the, what I noticed right away was they he was the only guy in the first day, really, that was moving from tackle to guard, tackle to guard over and over again through the one-on-one reps, through the uh, team reps. He was getting work all over the place. And that's, that catches your eye right away. And then you see him. He's got... Good enough feet right now for a guy coming out of a small school. He's got good enough size, good enough power. Like you're looking for ways to poke holes in his game, and they're just simply not there. I'm not saying he's a perfect prospect. He needs work with his technique. He is a his feet stop moving sometimes when he throws his punches, which is why I think you do see some people trying to push him into to guard. But he has the natural athleticism and the flexibility that he can go ahead and work around the edge. And I think that's where I like him the best right now. I would let him fail at tackle first. His ability to block outside of his frame, when he's trying to recover, whether it's dropping his base down low to the ground, spreading his legs. I mean, there was a rep where he was almost perpendicular to the ground just trying to recover, digging somebody out that was bull rushing him back, and it looks effortless for him. He's Again, he's not as good as David Moore right now. I don't think he had as clean of a practice, but he's a playing a harder position, and he's doing a fantastic job out in space. I think he's a guy that you're going to start seeing creep up there, start to get a little bit of day two buzz. I just don't know in this relatively deep offensive line class if he can crack the top 100 entirely. Compensatory pick time. <clears throat> Kendall Fuller, you got us a, a round four compensatory pick, and we have the Chiefs going with another Watkins. Sammy's cousin, Austin Watkins, wide receiver out of UAB. Uh, we talked a little bit about last uh, earlier this week, but... Craig, I think he helped himself a little bit this week, too. He really did. He looks the part. He's explosive as all get out. He he had a couple really nice reps where he attacked the ball over some players. I think he looked like uh, one of the more, you know, raw players. He's got some decent routes, and he's explosive and sharp. But he does need some development still. I think that he makes a ton of sense. Like he's a value wide receiver with traits, plenty of them, and plenty of ability to play on the outside. I love him. They played him in the slot a little bit. They played him outside a little bit. We kind of got to see him moved around a lot. I really would like bringing Sammy's cousin in. Oh, I would too, for sure. And uh, in round five, we brought in a cornerback we like a little bit as a developmental guy. That's cornerback Benjamin St. Juiced out of Minnesota. Uh, one of the taller, lankier corners in this class. We saw him you know, working in some of the bag drills, and his impact on the bags was just different than some of the other guys that we saw out there. Um, and you know, he's got really good, powerful punch in his hands. And some other guys... You know, like Keith Taylor, the cornerback out of Washington, they were working these drills, and he was really struggling to make solid contact and, and, and deliver a strike that's legitimately going to disrupt the timing of a receiver. But not Benjamin St. Juice. He's 6'3 and 3'8", 200 pounds. He's got, he's got 32-inch arms, um, but he's, you know, he's got an 80-and-a-quarter-inch wingspan. Um, he's, I, you know, he's very stiff. I, I don't think there's really any you know sidestep in that. He's a very stiff cornerback, but you put him on a linear plane, you let him press, I think good things can happen. And I think he's a guy that you can develop. I mean, the Chiefs have a lot of guys that are long, that are physical at the line of scrimmage and operate on a linear plane. So, I mean, you just we just described another Chiefs cornerback. <laughs> uh, 6'3", though. 3'8", it's a real big guy. Uh, Derek Barnes, the round five compensatory pick. 
Thank you, Emmanuel Ogba. We went with a linebacker, Derek Barnes, out of Purdue. Craig, tell us a little bit about him. Derek Barnes is a huge player. I, I think he's probably weighed close to 255. Two years ago, he actually played edge for Purdue, played on the line of scrimmage last year, moved to off ball and moved to the Mike linebacker role because he's so smart, cold fronts there. So he's got good pass rush ability. He's got ridiculously heavy hands. He he attacks offensive linemen who come after him, and he really jars them with his punches. He creates good separation, and he's got a decent amount of bend for a player that would come off the edge there. I think he makes sense as a Sam linebacker for Steve Spagnuolo that has some dime rush capability. He's a guy that could play in multiple roles there. Not going to be a base defensive end by any means, but... Damian Wilson may be moving on after this year if the Chiefs don't re-sign him. That is the only linebacker spot that they don't have kind of locked up already. A smart player that could come in, fill that role, and then you can maybe get a little bit of rush ability in a pinch. I, I really like the guy, and he's shown pretty well this week. He, he's looked good for a guy that size. Functional in coverage. Functional in coverage, Which yes. was surprising for a guy... He came in a little bit like Craig, two forty five. So he lightened up. A, he lightened up a little bit, yeah. you know, for the for the here in thirty three inch arms. I mean, that's you know, creating those creating those wingspans, um, or those those tight windows. All right, one more pick, round six, Edge Taron Jackson out of Coastal Carolina, Maddie. So Teron Jackson, he's another guy that I think showed up a little bit light for this. He came in at only 260 pounds, which is quite a bit less than what he has been listed at in college. I think he did look a little bit leaner. I'm not sure if he came in expecting to play a little bit more defensive end and they were moving him around a lot more because they didn't have any defensive tackles, but he's listed at 6'2 260 pounds, 33-inch arms. He's a guy, he's a physical, thick defensive end. He, When you look at him, and you, there's no way you can think that this guy only weighs 260 pounds because he's built incredibly well. Think of a guy that plays in a similar style to Tershawn Wharton, but has like the body control and a little bit more agility that he can actually play at the defensive end position. He plays in a similar style. It's a lot of energy. There's some power in his hands. It's quick explosive movements. Maybe not the most fluid, the most bendy or dynamic guy, but there's a good burst when he's going straight vertical or directly laterally. He has a lot of power in his hands. You have to clean up his aiming point. He definitely swings them from, from his hip at anything in front of him, but when they connect, everybody knows it. He's a big project, but he's a guy that I think pairs really well with Steve Spagnuolo. He gives you another Mike Dana type guy to set the edge. He can kick inside because he's a little bit bigger than Mike Dana. It's just a guy that I think Steve Spagnuolo would love to work with. Oh, for sure. No doubt about it. All right, that is going to do it for the AP Draft Show. We will be back next week completely devoted to the Run It Back Tour finale as your Kansas City Chiefs look to maintain their crown. Hopefully this draft content this week was a little bit of distraction for you as you wait out that long two-week period that we're just going to have to get used to in Kansas City because this isn't going to be the last time you're going to be experiencing it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back with the AP Laboratory mailbag later uh, next week. Catch you later.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.